0: Oh, coach!
1: Look at coach. what's up, brother? The- how you doing, sir? Hey, what's up with you, baby? I'm just
0: working hard, man. Just trying to, just trying to keep it going. Take what y'all taught me and pass it forward. Honestly, we love you. Love you too, man. I, I owe so much to y'all. It's not even. You. you already know.
1: I can't tell you how proud I am of you and that beautiful smile that I saw the first time. <laughs>
2: Hey coach, I got I gotta see your jersey man. I don't think I have a in jersey.
1: Man, I never asked you for anything other than man just being the manager. I you know,
2: but I know, but I'm just thinking about it. I, I got I got some people I gotta get off the list. I'm winding down. <laughs>
3: Welcome into this edition of Step to the Mic podcast. We've got two fantastic guests on deck today. Monica McNutt joining you now alongside Dino Campbell and our guests. Well, we're gonna give them a little bit of an introduction. They are former DeMatha football standouts. We've got Jonathan Mason, who went on to play football at Harvard and is the founder of Back of the House Progressive Men's Street Clothing Store and the Gentry Search Academy, which we will be sure to get into more later in this conversation. And we've got Rodney McLeod, Samatha, UVA football, and a Super Bowl champion, winning with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and he's also extremely active both in the Philly and Jersey area and the community, and of course here at home at Prince George's County, um, fellas. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you so much for having us. Really appreciate, appreciate you having us on. <laughs>
3: All right, so I mentioned my co-host this week is Dino Campbell, who I know you guys have a lot of affection and love for. So I'm going to just lay out and let y'all do y'all bromance thing. Dino, I know it's necessary.
1: <laughs> no, man, I just, I just want to say, man, I can't tell you how much how proud I am of both of you guys. I mean, I remember coaching, obviously coaching you guys years ago. Um, the, the, the first time I met Rodney, I, I saw him from a distance, and he'd come out late because he had hurt himself running track. And I'm looking at this kid, and I'm like, he is smooth as silk. And that's all I could think. And all within, I guess, I guess it was three or four games. We 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 played pretty poorly against a Gilman team up in Baltimore, and then we put four, five sophomores in the lineup, and we took off and won three, three straight with these guys. They walked away with three rings and uh, happy and smiling off to college for free. It was tremendous, absolutely tremendous uh, uh, working with you, young men. You guys make me a better coach because it's guys that pay attention to detail, not only on the football field, but more impressively in the classroom for both of you guys. Went on to higher education situations that were phenomenal. And I just can't thank you enough for being a part of the brotherhood that we call the Stags. Can't tell you enough. Sir. Appreciate you, coach.
2: Appreciate the compliments you gave to me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was just a young, I was
2: a young man just trying to go out there and compete, man, and,
1: and, and earn my stripes. Well, both of you guys earned your stripes above and beyond. Um, you guys were the leaders of the football team over, over your time there. Uh, you did some f- tremendous things. You put the program where it's supposed to be. Uh, you put the program ahead of yourself. And sometimes we gotta, we got to be involved with something that's bigger than ourselves in order to, in order to succeed. And I think that you guys walked away with that in your hearts and in your minds. And then that has propelled you uh, to the things that you're doing nowadays, whether it be in business, whether it be within the community, whether it be within your social awareness of what's going on with the, with the country right now and how you guys are contributing in that area. So again, I'm going to say it one more time and and I'm done saying it to you guys. Thank you. I'm done.
0: (laughs) We appreciate you coach. Um, Yes, sir. Love you. (laughs) <laughs> I love you Coach. I go for days. I gonna do it. I know Monica might take me out. So <laughs> <laughs> i might be back. So I'll just back.
3: <laughs> luckily I am a WCAC girl as well. So I'm gonna let y'all have a moment. But to our producers, I would like to see someone from Demath sponsor this podcast because it's definitely <laughs> so fellas. <let's laughs> like um Before we can even talk about um, what you guys have accomplished in the business space and the sports space, respectively, first of all, you are Black men in America. And right now, the headlines are dominated by stories of people protesting and standing against what we've seen that often kills so many in our community and police brutality. And we are finally hearing people acknowledge that Black lives truly matter and there are problems in this country that need to be addressed. Um, Rodney, I know that you... We're out protesting in Philly. Why is it so important that you are a part of this moment in history?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, first, you know, my condolences to the, you know the George Floyd family. Um, you know, my heart goes out to them. Uh, it's never easy when you lose someone that you love dearly, uh, and you know, in the way that it all happened, I think it's frustrating as you know us as as black men and women on this podcast here today. Uh, to be, you know, witness something uh, so horrific and you know so tragic, and what's become normal is police brutality uh, within our community, which is sad um, and needs changed. Uh, but we weren't asking for change necessarily when George Floyd died. We've been fighting for this, you know, for for centuries, and um, it's it's sad to to see that. Uh, we're still fighting the same fight um, that our ancestors fought before us, and so you know now a man in my position uh, with this platform that I've been blessed with, it's important for me to get out here and stand up for what is right, um, and not worry about the um, what's going to happen or the consequences that might happen because of my actions. Uh, you know, and be worried about whether I'll have a job. Uh, you know. Uh, after this. Uh, what's most important is standing up for my community and my people. And so I've taken the initiative to get out there and, and march alongside of my community here in Philadelphia. Uh, I would love to give back and, and be in the streets of D.C. But, you know, right now I'm here in Philly um, and, and they've embraced me and I have great love for this city as well. So it was important for me to get out there and just exemplify Um, and and just hear the voices, man, allow our voices to be heard because for so long, uh, we have been, you know, forced into silence. And what I really witnessed, you know, was peaceful protesting. I would like to say that I'm a very diverse crowd and that uh, left me hopeful, right? Because at one point, all you saw, you know, in 1950s were, you know, the black community. Now you see different races, genders, religions, uh, people of different neighborhoods and, and backgrounds all come together for one purpose, and that's equality. So, um, you know, the fight doesn't end here. It continues. Uh, we just got to make sure that we do our part. Uh, we have those un- uncomfortable conversations uh, with our, you know, uh, you know, white brothers and sisters. Um, and then we got to make sure they hold their community members accountable, too. And then, of course, the biggest one of them all you know the system man police you know um we have to find a way to hold them accountable to a higher standard and to treat every life um you know uh every life matters black life matters um and every single person should be treated as such so that's kind of my take on it um i'm here for the fight for the long haul and you know that's what it's going to take
3: jonathan you are a black man, a businessman, you went to Harvard, a university that is no secret. I mean, as is UVA, but these are predominantly white spaces. What are the conversations that you are having in this moment with people that look like you, myself in terms of encouragement, but then also with our white brothers and sisters, so to speak?
0: For sure. Um, I'll I'll probably touch on like our white, kind of uh, piggyback on what Rod said, our white allies and the people that are just waking up to it for us. I mean, this has been a battle that we've been <laughs> unfortunately fighting. Uh, when you think about um, where the some of the, the the tactics and some of the, the ideologies, some of the thought processes that kind of end with police brutality, where that even came from, um, and this this harkens back to to sl- being being caught by slaves. And and one of the things that 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 hurts me doesn't hurt uh, it hurts me the pain, but when when I f- feel it in my one of my brothers, white brothers, uh voice that they think this is new and, and, it, and you can hear it in my voice. Like it, it does. It does hurt. And it has been uh, uh, a moment of reckoning for me to to understand that I have to be humble and understand that, that ignorance is just that. It's not, there's no negative connotation. It's just being ignorant to something that for me, um, I, I grew up in a household where, I mean, we're related to, to Moe's right um, who was, was the person that, that, that literally pointed the finger at um, the, the young lady that lied on Emmett Till to have him murdered. So it, it goes that deep for a family like me. I've been hearing these stories since I was three, four, five. I've met these people. So for me, it's, it's a visceral reaction for for somebody that may have grown up even, you know, 20 minutes down the street and still in Prince George's County. Uh, that might not be their reality. So uh, it, it's been um, me kind of checking my biases, <laughs> biases, I guess, a little bit, um, and, and, understanding that there are a lot of people that are coming from uh, a very good place and are truly trying to learn. So uh, I need to, um, be the type of person that is open and, and gives the conversation, especially, uh, as Monica said, because I have been blessed to, to go to schools that have kind of given me the tools. I was an African American studies, uh, major or minor, excuse me, at, uh, at Harvard. So, I definitely feel like capable to have some of these conversations. And to my to my black brothers and sisters that are tired, that we've been, we've been seeing this consistently and we still see it even after uh, George Floyd, which is is baffling to me, how, how we're still <laughs> seeing uh, police brutality in, in this day and age. Um, I, I want to say, uh, I mean, I hate to, to bring movies into this, but I learned that, <laughs> that love beats hate. Spike Lee taught us that and do the right thing at all times. Um, and I'll go back to slavery again Um, You can you can scare me all you want with whips and uh, whips and chains. You could stare uh, slaves at that time But the mother's love could never be broken Um, So love always wins. So so keep going um, through there. Um, There are a lot of people that are in the system Um, I'm sure we I may touch I'll just say it now my mother actually (laughs) is a circuit court judge Um, so when, when we talk about systems um, and, 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 and uh, it, really, it really means a lot to me. But um, while I, I do, I'm a, I'm a black man in America, I do have an opinion about the justice system. Uh, I know there are good people in that system that, and I always tell my mom, I know your heart, and I know how much you care about young black men, especially in Prince George's County. If anybody was at the helm of that system and was looking in the eyes at a, at a young man that, that looks like me, maybe talks like me, uh, I wanted to be a, a mother like mine. And and not somebody that doesn't care. So um, so this I, I want to tell my my brothers and sisters, especially back home in PG, there are a lot of us that care that are getting to like the the places and into the, into these systems um, and still keeping our hearts. So just just keep going. Everybody has a everybody has a role. Like whether you're out you're you're pounding the pavement, grassroots. Um, whether you're you're in the in the position of power or whether you're able to create a piece of art that inspires the masses or even just inspires the people
1: to keep going in your community. I, I urge everybody to do their part. Well, my, my grandfather fought in World War II. And so when I heard the comment from Drew Brees, his original comment, I guess he figures that their black folks weren't fighting in the wars and fighting for the the rights in this country. The problem with that is, though, when my grandfather came back from World War II, he still had to sit on the back of the bus. He still had to go in bathrooms that were outside of the establishment. He still had to go and drink at a different water fountain than the white folks that went over and fought for the same rights. I wanted to get your, your take on that, Rodney, and, and, and Drew Brees' initial comment about kneeling prior, uh, during the, the National Anthem. And how and, and, and have you had a chance to kind of digest that and then his retraction or his come-to-Jesus moment? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it was sad
2: to see, I guess, Drew Brees' uh, you know, initial statements. Uh, you know, someone who's seen as a leader, Uh, Not only within his locker room, but around the league and for him to also um, be seen as a leader within that New Orleans community where so many um, units populated with, you know, the black community and us. And so I think he was it it was very insensitive. He was very sensitive of the of the moment of the times at hand. I would say somewhat tone deaf to everything that has been said um, about Kaepernick taking the knee and what that was bringing awareness to um, because he's a smart individual. And there's, you can't tell me that for the past four or five years, you didn't understand what he truly uh, was kneeling for and bringing, um, you know, uh, awareness to and how many people spoke out about it. And so, it's sad to see you know that he's he was still so um oblivious or ignorant to um the times at hand and what we're all fighting for and that social justice um and um equality for all and so uh to give that apology um, after you know his teammates and others have you know called him out to protect his brand uh I'm not really buying it. Uh, I think you know the first thing that you say out your mouth is usually uh, what's what you meant and what's correct. And I felt like you know for him to now come back a day later and have a sudden change of heart just isn't realistic for me. And uh, it's more so lip service. Uh, if you truly mean it, then let's see action follow, and not just. Uh, you know, for the next month. I-, I want to see you continue to make a commitment to this uh, for entirety, honestly. Uh, if that's how you truly feel and you want to stand beside, you know, your teammates and, and-, and brothers and you really in the South, uh, let's see how uh, fully committed you are to the cause at hand. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with it, uh, to be real uh i'm 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 not i'm not really buying the apology fully but um he he put it out there and and now let's see what follows
3: all right so look he did apologize right and a lot of this conversation there's a lot of talk about conversations in locker rooms and business places i know my team at the acc network we had a whole conference call about the whole thing and i have had similar to what jonathan said people reach out to me and i walk away appalled at how much they just do not know. So Rodney, when you talk about Breeze, did he not know and now he's backtracking or did he just decide to ignore because Conor Kaepernick is not new?
1: Yeah,
2: that, I felt like he just decided to ignore. It. And if you watch the entire interview, the man who interviewed him gave him a, a great segue into that question. He knew exactly what he was at being asked he referred to Colin Kaepernick, and in that point he decided to deflect everything and talk about his grandfathers and what the flag meant um, to his family and just like Dino said, we've all have representation I'm sure, of some military um, in our you know within our family tree, and I have several, and no one looked at me any different, and I think in fact um someone of arms actually encouraged Colin Kaepernick to take a knee initially. So correct. that, yeah, so it, it just gets back to the point that you don't want to hear or listen to what we've truly fighting for and what, you know, we've been going through for, you know, since we could remember. And, it, and it's sad to see someone um, like I said, to that we considered a leader um, that you know guys like Malcolm and and other men on that team uh, referred to as a as a brother. Yeah. Um, and now because of one statement, uh, and it, it's sad to see, it, and it was it was um it was sad to hear.
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jonathan, I w- I'm gonna ask you for solutions, my guy, because. I read that if we were supposed to ask the CEO of Back of the House about three things, um, they would be education, innovation, slash reform, community equity, and global citizenship. So if those are the three first things that come to your mind, you clearly are a passionate brother. So (laughs) what What does progress look like from this moment in history?
0: For for sure. I think, I mean, Ra hit the nail on the head. Uh, a little bit earlier, it is that um, coming together with our, our counterparts and if we all understand this problem and like uh, understand that it's, I don't want to be cliche, but it's global citizenship, uh, that we are all in this together and that if, if one group is feeling injustice or uh, is unable to achieve um, what we all have, I mean, honestly, what keeps America great and what keeps America together is this social contract. And that social contract is the American dream. I mean, I feel like that's what we all know it is. And when anybody uh, within the United States, I feel like is, loses access to that American dream, it affects everyone. Um, so global citizenship um, and everybody taking it the problem uh, at, their, uh, at their front doorstep is, is, is one. And I'll do it again, education. You have to, to, to sit down as a global citizen and take it um, like whether uh, Drew, Drew Brees knew um, Colin Kaepernick, he didn't take the time to, to get educated on the, the issues, I wouldn't think. Because um, if you were to take the time and to see that this is a systemic issue that um, while um, we are fighting, because uh, Dino said it and Rodney said it, we are literally fighting wars uh, overseas. We come back and have to fight wars in our, uh, our own country. That's, that's incorrect. So the educational piece, uh, the community equity, um, that's something that uh, is, is very important to me. I do think as, as minorities as, uh, as anything. If, if you want to change your, your situation, you need to own the systems you need to create, and that's equity. Um, uh, participating in the, the rap race of, uh, of, 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 of America is not necessarily going to change America. It might change your life, it might change exactly what, what you're doing. but if you want to create uh, like systemic change in my opinion, in my opinion, often you have to create different uh, systems. We live in a place, or I once lived in a place, Prince George's County, in which I saw a lot of uh, minority leadership and, and just the, the, the ownership that I felt that, uh, that I saw so many business owners and that uh, I'm a business owner now. So I, I definitely think the idea of community equity and being able to own and be able to pass on uh, both the skills and the knowledge that come with uh, owning and, and ownership, especially businesses, I think that can help us. So global, citizenship, uh, education, and community equity, all three.
1: (laughs) Mace, talk a few minutes a little bit about the entrepreneurship and and the clothing line that you guys have got yourselves involved in and how that's affecting the black community uh, that it serves.
0: For, for sure um, I gotta first and foremost I gotta tip my hat to the, to the boss the CEO Rodney McCloud jr on that one. Um, yeah uh, this this is this is definitely his, his brainchild and everything that we, we we've done with back of house has always been for the community. And um, people don't necessarily think that when you think of a high-end streetwear fashion store, but um, I was actually in uh, business school at the time when we started, and uh, I was able to take some time away and come back and be in the store and truly see what we had created. And Rodney McLeod put together, um, I feel like a safe haven for the community in a lot of ways when, when we existed uh in, in in pentagon city it was a place that uh like young people would come uh oftentimes to, to to see if rodney was there but they would stay for the uh for the atmosphere for the the the, the culture for the the mentorship we had we had students coming in there asking about uh, internships i had a young lady uh that uh that i met end up um, come visiting harvard as a um, prospective student. So it was, a, it was a place for the community, it always has been. And um, while uh, we, we, we did a great job, we learned so much as entrepreneurs. Um, entrepreneur is, is, is scary, right, Rod? Like you, you, <laughs> you've been in it um, and we, we've learned uh, just, just how you are truly tied to the community. You have a government shutdown, you're tied to the community. You have a global pandemic, you're tied to the community, you're watching um police brutality you you don't necessarily want to be out we're, we're not excuse me we're not out there marketing clothes at that point we're doing just like this we're talking to the community and that's because uh when when you what your heart is um rod uh it was all about the community so uh I would look, again just want to tip my hat out to the ceo rodney
1: why don't you chime in and give us your thoughts on that
0: uh yeah I uh, appreciate
2: you know mace giving me give me the cred but uh you know, we're we're a unit in the team and of course, uh, as any, you know, CEO, you need a great team, uh surrounding you and you know, Mace is one of those guys, man. But I think from the beginning, uh, we always, you know, talked about uh community uh and how we wanted to um you know change I guess uh what the representation of DC fashion, right? Because at one point we felt as, as if um, we were seen in a, in a different light and different perspective growing up and we wanted to recreate that with back of house and so that's where things first started. it was you know we're going to uh, bring attention back to a city that we love dearly and it's going to be through the lens of fashion but you know now uh, we understand you know we aren't back of house without you know the community. Without people walking through those doors, uh, making purchases, showing up to our events, um, we are nothing without them. And so, as May said, man, we've stepped into um, a place where we lend our support at all times. Uh, When this COVID-19 struck, uh, we put our heads together and we decided that, hey, we want to go ahead and be the leaders within our own community. And how do we do that? We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna donate um, over 200 masks to, you know, uh, Ward 7 uh, community um, needed the most. And and as, you know, we saw uh, every day, uh, once they began to point out that, you know, the minorities were being affected the most um, by this illness. So, uh, we as a black owned business need to make sure our people, are you know as safe as possible? And now, as we re-enter back into society, masks are are uh, a necessity, and w- there's a scarcity. So, how does you know Bag of House as a clothing a clothing store who has access to manufacturers uh, be able to contribute and do it in a great way? And so, we decided to do that. And you know, moving forward, uh, we've been selling masks, and and every mask that we sell helps to individuals in need. So. It's things like that, uh, you know, where we give our heart and soul to the community, man, because before the store, we were a part and we are the community. So nothing changes now as we're CEOs. Uh, It's still the same. And um, now with everything going on with social injustice, um, you see a lot of our um, members of Back of House um, collectively participating in March. And walking alongside our people. So it, it's a great um vision to see as you know CEO.
3: So I first want to take this moment to apologize. In my research, I misread co-CEOs on Back of House. So let me make sure I give you your props from my end as the host, Rodney. Shout out to y'all, Dynamic Duo.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. Yeah, we all in.
3: Okay, Just but together. I wanna I, I appreciate that. I do wanna stay with what you guys are doing away from the game, um, Jonathan. You've got the Gentry Search Academy, but Rodney, you've got Playmakers, which you launched at Walker Mill High School, which is your STEM program. You plan to roll out to ten other schools. That where where do we stand on that?
2: Yeah. So um, yeah. So I attended Walker Mill Middle School, uh, and I was happy to bring an entrepreneurship program uh, to my you know alma mater, and it was a special day. We did, uh, we went there, we, we talked to the students and we we did, uh, um, I guess, our own Shark Tank, our own version of Shark Tank with the kids. And you got to see how creative uh, they were. Um, they learned a lot. And and that's what it was about. It, it, it's about exposing a lot of these uh, young students um, that look like myself um, and everyone on this call to um, the business world um, because we're understanding financial literacy is is big man and and unfortunately it's something that is missed you know in our in our community Uh, so that was my focus is to go here educate these these kids and hopefully um, be able to create um, uh, the future uh, leaders of our community uh, within fashion um, of the arts in some capacity and so I want to say, like, hey, the, the, next, um, the next, you know, CEO of whatever fashion store it is uh, came from Walker Mill Middle. And I was inspired by Ronnie McLeod's Playmakers program. And, yeah, we did get to roll those out in five other schools, uh, Ketter and Middle being one. I forget some of the others. And uh, the other five uh, were actually STEM programs. So we did five and five. We partnered with EverFive. Uh, They do an amazing job at, um, you know, providing some of these uh, virtual um, uh, courses for these students.
3: I love what you said there in terms of exposure for those students. And I know, Jonathan, that's sort of how Gentry Search Academy was birthed because it's about exposing athletes to the possibilities as they transition into life after their playing careers, if I got it right.
0: You, you hit that, and the, the nail on the head. Uh, the, the one thing you, you gotta know about Rod and I, when, whatever we do is gonna be helping students. So uh, first of all, it's gonna be together. <laughs> he, he helps me with Gentry. Uh, no, I mean, he's, he's just one of our stars at Gentry. I'll honestly say that. Um, but it's also about the, about the students too. Um, we, uh, so, so one of the first things, I'll just kind of piggyback with, with Rodney, it's all about the community at, at, at Gentry Search Academy. I'm so much that I want to start with what we did for for the students. So around the Super Bowl, we partnered with the Player Networking Event. Um, They've been working for about 20 years. uh, And what they do is they bring together um, NFL players uh, and then also business people. So that was uh, the first uh, opportunity for Gentry Search Academy to, as you said, bring uh, uh, business people and athletes but we saw this as an even better opportunity to bring students in there so we uh, partnered with Holmes Elementary uh, in Dade County at the Super Bowl this year and we were able to bring about 150 students um, to uh, to uh, the player networking event and Rodney and a bunch of other players were there and we were able to bring um, differentiated careers to the students so we brought uh, startups such as DNA block they create virtual virtual humans uh, and digital uh, avatars, so the, uh, the students were able to, to see up close and personal um, exactly what it, what it is to, to create a Fortnite, to create all these different games. So regardless of, uh, of what company, I just want to just let that, because uh, that comes from the math, I got to say, it that community service, no matter what business it is, that doesn't matter, that community and helping the, the students. But now to the secondary part, what is Gentry Search Academy? Gentry Search Academy is a talent development company. Uh, What we do is we help athletes. We teach them how to acquire, analyze, and operate small businesses in their hometown. So everybody knows about the buy back the block uh, movement. We wanted to do it in a real way. Uh, And if you want to buy real estate, one of the best ways to de-risk that real estate is to have an operating business on it. Then you can charge yourself rent. uh, And and tax-wise, it actually uh, is a little bit better for you. Um, so one thing we, we saw um, a lot of athletes for in venture capital, uh, and I called it the Jay-Z, I always call it the Jay-Z effect. Once Jay-Z starts rapping about it, that means everybody's in it. It's probably a little bit overdone. Um, but uh, but we, we still see a lot of people in venture capital. But I have been away from, uh, I wanted to kind of get away from the, the Wall Street way of thinking and get back into the Main Street way of thinking, which is traditional small business, which I think can actually be buoyed uh, by things like community equity. People want to go to the, the mom and pop shop uh, because it's, uh, we want to go to back of house because Rodney's running it, because Jonathan's running it, not necessarily because some conglomerate's running it. So what we wanted to do is take a uh, great philanthropist and people with great esteem in their communities like professional athletes and allow them, arm them with the information acumen and also uh, uh, a talented business professional from a top uh, uh, MBA graduate school like myself, pair them together to to run and operate small businesses in their community to effectuate change and create that community equity.
1: That is, that's just blowing me away. I'm sitting here and, and I literally can't stop smiling from ear to ear listening to you two guys. Man, it is absolutely phenomenal what you're doing within the community uh uh from top to bottom and it's just wonderful and Jonathan that smile is killing me. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: killing me. But let, let let me let me trip over to the football real quick. Um I'm I'm gonna tell a little story and then I'm gonna ask a question. All right, so your senior year, both of you guys, right? We're playing a championship game over at the Naval Academy, right? And Rodney's playing right corner. No, right corner. Yeah, right corner. The ball's being ran to the Good Counsel sideline. You were – how much did you weigh in high school? 170 maybe? Somewhere around uh, that. I was, probably, I was probably about 175. I, I was close. Come on, man. Was years ago. 170. There's a 250-pound tailback nah. or from yeah. Good Counsel rounding the corner. And I'm seeing you. You're like a bullet shot out of a gun. You didn't slow down one step. You ran into this dude and the, it, it sounded like a firecracker had went off in the freaking building or a stick of dynamite. And there's Rodney laying on the ground and not moving. And I look at the trainer and I'm like, oh, oh my god, is he alive? And you, you recall this, correct? That
2: was a sophomore year. That was, a sophomore, was a sophomore, year. sophomore year. That was definitely. Yeah, yeah, he trying to play that was, you. That was he definitely oh, trying to play you, Rob. <laughs> hey, I probably was. I probably was 165 in
1: SA. Yeah, okay, there you go. A- and I'm Anthony Davis. Anthony, Anthony Davis. 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 Oh. So you, so you even remember? I was sitting there on the. Oh outside. yeah. I turned to Wendy and I was like, "Is that kid still alive? Or what, <laughs> what's going oh, on?" Mace oh. came running in after me. I was so, going to say. <laughs> Bro, uh,
2: was, which year was it? I was like, get out. You, you <laughs> get out. Yeah, I, bro, I was gone. I was gone. He was out. He was out. Was
1: oh, like, you, were, bro, you, were, out. you were dead out. In today's game, you would have never been able to go back in the game. No. And, that, and, no. that's a, and that's a good thing. I'm sitting on the bench and yeah. she's giving you the smell. And you're, like, you, you're trying to get yourself together. And I'm like, is there any way he is he gonna be able to play? And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way he can go. And you went back in the game. I don't know, three, four, five. I'm back. And there you go. He, my man, is back. So <laughs> I, had to, I had to tell that for the world to hear. But now I want to I ask you a, a current yeah. football question with the crazy with, with the craziness with the the social situation that we're living in, but. I'm not going to say more importantly, but as important, the COVID-19 situation. How are you getting prepared and what's, what's, what's on the horizon for the NFL? I'm in the same boat with my high school kids. We have six Zoom meetings a week. I don't know how you guys are preparing. I've talked to a couple other NFL guys. They're doing a bunch of Zoom meetings uh, daily, you know, with their position coaches and special teams and whatever it may be. How are you guys getting prepared for the season with the COVID on the horizon?
2: Yeah, uh, it, it's been difficult, uh, but I think, you know, I, I'm with, I'm lucky enough to be a part of a great organization um, and great coaching staff. And we're doing those things that you just spoke about, uh, virtual meetings, uh, virtual workouts. Uh, that's where we first started. It was just virtual workouts and it was 30 minute uh, virtual meetings. And now we've progressed to continue to do workouts. And now we have, I think, special teams meeting, which is 30 minutes. And then we'll go to position for about an hour and 30. But I think the one thing uh, that has, you know, they encouraged us to do from day one is, you know, take ownership on our own and make sure we stay in communication with one another. Um, And that's where leaders on the team step up. Uh, For instance, you know, myself, I took the initiative and, you know, start, host hosting my uh, my own meetings with my fellow safeties, just so we can get familiar with one another. Um, you know, talk ball because right now we've lost a lot of reps. Um, but each day is, in its own uh, kind of way, a rep, right? Um, and so for us to just go through film, talk ball, make uh, calls and checks. Um, just holding each other accountable, I think it's big. Uh, some of our defensive linemen actually all got together down in Houston, uh, recently. And, and so you, you see a lot of that forming and it's great when, as a coaching staff, you don't even have to necessarily tell your players to do it. Um, that's when you know you have a good team. And so I know it's difficult for, you know, high schools to, you know, do some of the same things that we're doing. but. You know, even if it's you know some of those leaders stepping up and you know getting guys together. I mean, they're better at this technology than a lot of us. So you know, there's there's Facetime, there's Microsoft Teams, there's Zoom that we're on right now, uh, and ways to continue to keep that chemistry going and to to talk ball in some way, whether it's just you know once a week. Let's let's go over some. Uh, let's talk. Let's just talk about, uh, you know, a few of the plays that we got going in this year. Does anybody have any questions on it uh, or any concerns? Um, Let's talk about St. John's, you know, get a closer look at what they're doing. Um, That's what I'm kind of doing right now. Me and, uh, you know, Jalen Mills who's switching to safety, we're going through week by week. I'm just going through the schedule. And so uh, even though we can't all be together, uh, luckily, you know, with the grace of God, with technology, it's allowed us to still create that environment um, and still feel like we're together. Um, And and so that's how we've been getting by, honestly. And then of course, you know, the lifting is whatever you got, it's straight old school. Uh, (laughs) I was in the garage early on in in, uh, quarantine, man. Lifting (laughs) on the cooler, doing doing split squats. Uh, I'm I'm doing that, I'm taking it back to humble beginnings. Because you cannot forget where you started, man. But I love it because when game 10 come, I'm going to remember doing them squats with them 50-pound 50, kettle, 50 pound kettlebells in my hand, and I'm going to say, yeah, that's, this is what got me to this moment right now in this game. I'm going to credit
1: that. <laughs> I hear you, my friend. I do, I do, I do. All right, so I got I got predictions that I got to get from both of you guys.
3: Wait, 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 wait. We're going to save that. Let that be very last. I All right, it. that's fine. Go ahead, go ahead. Do your thing. Mm. Okay, so one of my favorite things to do with our guests, y'all, is to break up, not that you all have not been intellectual, thought-provoking guests, but I like to do a little rapid fire. And since we've got the two of you together, we're going to make it a little competitive. So I have a list of things, and I want y'all to tell me which one of you is whatever, all right? So back in high school, ah, oh, back in high school, which one of you had the better burned CDs?
2: Better burn CDs. Uh, uh, Prop? prop, I don't. I don't know. I feel like Uh, everybody used to buy the same GoGo CDs, like for like two dollars at the the yeah. I think we used (laughs) credit. I'm not gonna lie. So we used to do my own, but I have an Aaron do it for me. Yes, was like Aaron. Let me just just make the CDs for me, and uh, yeah, we get them right. But uh, I, I don't know.
3: I don't so know. that's, that's the one y'all, yeah. y'all are fired. That's a toss right? up, yeah, neither one of them. Completely fired. Okay, who was, you mentioned Go-Go, who was more likely to cut up, either being in the middle dancing or whatever, at the Go-Go? Like, who was gonna create the scene between the two of y'all?
1: Uh, <laughs> okay, man. what does create a scene mean? Like, dancing?
3: Dancing, not fighting. Please don't be in there wrecking. I don't oh, know. Yeah,
2: nah, nah, that's, yeah, that's why,
3: that's why Mason. Mace probably take
2: lead. He probably take lead on that.
3: Okay. All right. All right. All right. Who gives the better advice?
2: Oh, probably (laughs) Mace.
3: All right. I'm not going to lie. All
2: right. (laughs) I'm not going to lie.
3: We're going to go with high school, not the fact that Rodney's a pro. In high school, which one of y'all was the better athlete?
0: No question. Is it no question? Yeah. he He was well better.
3: All right, fantastic, fantastic. All right, y'all are boys, and I don't know if y'all, but I'm going to argue with my friends. It hurts just as much as a significant other. If y'all are beefing, who's the first to make it right?
1: Ron. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm the emotional
0: one. I'm the emotional one. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the hard-headed one. I'll admit it. I admit
3: All right, cool. So, y'all hanging out, kicking it. Maybe Coach Dino shows up. Which one of y'all is more likely to be drunk first? <laughs>
2: in, in high
3: school? No, not a high school fool! Now shit.
2: Yeah,
1: you got us. I'll, I'll, I'll probably say me. I'll probably say me. Um like yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to interject on that one at all. I'm going to leave that one alone. All
3: right, we grown now. Go ahead. It's probably going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done. Go
1: ahead, Coach. Uh, it's all good. Yeah, it's all, I don't know. I, I know it, what all on. On, it all depends on what's, what's the
3: situation. That's true. Uh, like, what's the <laughs> function if it's game night? It's the fun- be here. No, no, no. The function is y'all are back in town. You get up with coach. I mean, y'all are at on the my desk. Chris Yeah. We probably bar.
2: we probably yeah. ripping them. We probably ripping them at the same time. We probably yeah. <laughs> it's that excitement. It's that excitement when you get mm-hmm. back home. That's how it was. You know, when we used to come home from college, you get that you get that winter break, or you get some time off. Immediately, you hit
1: dudes up, man. It, it,
2: yeah. We used to get it in, for sure. We used
1: to get it I, in. This is going to be an easy one to answer for one guy. I don't know about the other one, but I, I need, I need, I need a Super Bowl prediction. Who's got? Rodney, you're up first. Who's winning the Super Bowl this year? Oh, that's easy. Philadelphia. I, I, I knew I knew it was going to be easy for you. We we going we to hey, be down the I don't know who we playing. We probably play the Chiefs, but I'm up uh, for it. We. Patrick Mahomes, baby, get in that grill. Get in his grill. Oh yeah, ahead, oh man. yeah. Uh it's, it like like? And don't uh, say the Eagles, man, because I will find.
0: What did uh, um? What did Vicky Valancourt right. say to Waterboy? It, it right. ain't no guess. It ain't no guess. Yeah. We gonna be <laughs> Eagles. Gonna be in Tampa.
2: Gentry hey, Search
0: Academy is gonna be a, uh, announcing our Series A,
1: and Rod's well, gonna be down ah. there. It's gonna work out. Well, yeah. I just all since both of y'all are gonna be there, y'all can split the ticket and send me one. There it is.
3: There it is. (laughs) It's funny, Coach, because i definitely love to be like, and for the Gentry Search Academy panel, I will host, and we're going to have a great conversation. (laughs) 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 All right, fellas. Rodney, Jonathan, first of all, congratulations on all of your success thus far on the field and off the field in business. We truly appreciate the way you have gone on to represent this community and to represent Black men in an outstanding way. Thank you so much for stepping to the mic tonight. We really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you all so much for having us.